Hey, hey, I'm Saving Content Zone at Acosta, and welcome to .exe, a saving content podcast. It's episode 33, and joining me today is the pickle worth a nickel, Eric Acosta. Yay, I'm worth a nickel. Wait a minute, isn't, was, okay, Little Rascals, was it a dollar for the pickle? Is that what he did? He was, he had a pickle, he got a dollar? I'm going to be totally honest with you. I just made that up because it rhymed. I did not realize it was attached to anything um, <laughs> in media. Well, because I think, yeah, because like, uh, Buckwheat, doesn't he do like a song? He's like, I got a pickle. I got a pickle. I got a pickle. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, I Was it a pickle? I know he had the part uh, that I got a dollar. Well, yeah, because I think, I, I, want, I, I swear it was he had a pickle and then like he traded the pickle for a dollar. And then he was saying the dollar. One. It has been ages since <laughs> I've watched that movie. <laughs> I could not tell you. Yeah, it's been a while. I so don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's um it's been a while <laughs> since we've recorded one of these. It's been a while. So we're back. Uh just busy. Life. <laughs> Life. Lots of things <laughs> going on around uh both of our situations. <laughs> just lots of stuff. Oh yeah, so, I had a wedding I had to go to and record, and right, uh, just work stuff on my end. So yep. you know, fun times. Well, let's let's uh, do a little catch up. Uh, in between all of the busyness, what have you been? What have you been playing? Uh, so what about playing? Uh, played up. Uh, which is a freaking amazing game. I um, love it. Love it. Me and Des and and Ed been playing it, and then me and Des started playing it, um, uh, like during the you know midday when like we both had off or whatever. Um, and we actually got we've gotten pretty far. So, uh, we've gotten past fifteen a few times, level fifteen a few times, and we actually have a single uh, franchise that we've gone past fifteen a few. Uh, I think twice. So we're like on our third run. Of going past, okay. trying to get past 15. And it's actually starting to get kind of hard. <laughs> oh. But um, we got a card that, uh, in I think the second run, maybe it was the first one. But where, if when you buy a blueprint. Okay. It will bring another envelope. So like you buy a blueprint and it replaces it with another envelope. Oh. Yeah, and that's been super awesome. Um it's and so it's not a, only hmm? it's a random envelope though. Yes, yeah, it's a random envelope. Okay. So it's another another random blueprint. But <clears throat> what's been great about that is we also had in the second run when we were getting later in it, we had a uh blueprint desk or a regular research desk, a copy desk, and a um discount desk. Oh nice. So what we ended up doing, and we did end up failing that by my mistake, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> I believe I had put down a pie and forgot to put a plate on it or something like that. Oh, I, I oh, I hate that. Yeah, I think like the, some of those, something they're just those big enough where it doesn't look like you've missed your plate. <laughs> right. So, uh. What we were doing was we, uh, what me and Des want to do is we want to get to a point where it's kind of like sushi restaurant with pies, right? We just want, <laughs> oh yeah, just conveyor, <laughs> conveyor belt, belt everything exactly. Um, and 
we so we got like a conveyor belt and then we put it in the 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 blueprint desk or cabinet and made a copy and then found that if you make a copy you can't upgrade or when you take it out you can't uh, put it back into the blueprint cabinet and also i believe when you make a copy that copy cannot be upgraded because i tried to upgrade it and it wouldn't work but it upgraded the other the the original of that item so it's got to be the the last upgrade right the upgrade that you want or the yeah the thing that you want but when you do the discount table it does work on that oh okay yeah. well that that is helpful so what we're we're doing is we wanted to get to um, the smart grabber, uh, smart conveyors, grabbers. Right, do a bunch of those. Yeah. And we found out that the metal table is actually useful. Isn't the metal table give you like less patience or something like that? So the metal table is like, I think it's like less, less food waiting and less patience. But what it does also does, and I, they obviously, I think they do it on purpose because it's funny. But they talk about it having no sides because it's a round table. Right. But they also mean the people order, they'll order a pot, you order the main dish and order a side, but you only have to give them the main dish. They won't, they don't, they won't have to have the sides. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so they'll order have, it, uh... but you don't have to put it on the table. They'll just eat the pie and go. Or the right. main dish and go. But you don't get you don't get the bonus money. Right, you don't for get the it. bonus money for the sides unless you give it to them. But there's no like they they'll come in, eat, and go away. I'm like, okay, that is kind of overpowered. Because that that eliminates a lot of that, like, you know, you could just keep picking cards that have sides. You because you never have to make them. Right. If all of your tables metal. So you could do that and then if you have the time to make a side, you still deliver it to them and get a little extra cash. Exactly. If you wanted to. Exactly. Now, those tables, though, I don't remember. They're only two tops, right? I don't think you can sit four on there. No, but you can sit four on the middles. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. So it's, that's what we ended up doing. <laughs> Using the metal tables, three metal tables, and it worked out splendidly. Um, but All now, right. like I so said, we're at the point we use the, uh, the Blarg seed. Blark. Which is a huge, really big one. And we're kind of at a point, I think we're at a point where we may end up failing. <laughs> oh no. Because it's just too many people coming in and we don't have enough uh like I don't have a washing machine or a dishwasher I mean or a fast enough like scrub brush or anything. I, I just can't I can't keep up with the delivery and um dirty plates. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we probably could do it if you joined, uh, just like, you know, you or me delivering or doing dirty plates and just that's all we do. Right. Which, you know, I'm fine with doing that. <laughs> and then we'll also, you know, at, when we speak about that, we're, we're trying to get our, our cousin to, to join in on that so we can have a four player. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get one or all of them to um, join one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a fun game it, it's and it's it is it's one of those like it's relaxing but not like it's it's a stressful game but it's stress uh, enough stress to to be relaxing yeah it's not like overcooked stress where right 
you know, you're like, oh no, oh no, I gotta, I gotta finish this recipe. It is. Well, and it's also because like, you know, overcooked is that um, puzzle ish aspect where it's like they've given you these items, the the materials and in a specific way you have to figure out that puzzle. So that's where that stress comes in. Whereas played up, the stress there is just, you know, oh no, I messed up. I need to catch up. And you can sometimes, most of the time you can end up catching back up. Like it's not, not the end of the world. So there is some like fluidity there and, and flexibility where you can screw up once or twice and still be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can, you can survive if, um, if you ended up messing something up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a fun game. And what is it? 30 bucks? On Steam? I don't even remember. Oh, now. I don't even think that. I think it was like 20. It wasn't. I don't think it was 30. I mean, you're going to cause Maybe, me to go check, but. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Maybe it is $20. Hang on here. Yeah. Let's take a looky loo if the button would work. It is. Buy played up. $17.99. So, yeah, it's, See, it's under go. 20. Just yep. about 20 bucks. Yeah. So. Well worth it. Well worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah, certainly. And then I think. It looks like there's a Halloween update coming. Oh, October really? 25th. Halloween update. You make pumpkin pies. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, did you see that they tweet uh tweeted out some um uh leaks or you know teasers of um conveyors that will go and make a turn? Oh, really? Yeah. So you don't uh, have to put two conveyors. It's just one conveyor that is a corner. One conveyor that'll make a corner and you can switch it left to right, left or right. Huh. All yeah. right. They just it's need to make things. the conveyors more uh, prominent. <laughs> oh, so doing a little research, as I do, found out that apparently the types of um, blueprints that you get is okay. dependent on the seed. Oh, So like that I level that. seed. Yeah. So like, it's and it's still randomized, but it's like you know this level seed will typically give you you got a ten percent chance for a conveyor and a fifteen percent chance for tables or you know that kind of thing. Like if it, it's I think it's just the ratio or percentage changes. How how would you know that? Uh, well, that's just uh, people doing it on, you know, people doing what they do on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the game doesn't present that information no, to they you. Don't, it's I just. Don't, believe that's yeah. presented anywhere in in game um i think it's it's just people on reddit being like we you know i've done this testing deep diving on, yeah so but other than that that that's a like i said played up fun game i highly recommend it i think honestly i think everyone should give it at least a go um it's one of those games that look i don't like roguelites or roguelikes i despise them this is <laughs> I, I a roguelite only like a few that most of the times I, I want to keep my items. <laughs> yeah. This one is one that I like because you don't you don't get to keep all of your items, but they give you it, you don't feel like you've just wasted time. You didn't just go like, OK, I spent two hours playing this and now I don't want to do it again. Like you don't feel defeated at the end. Right. It, it goes back to what we've been saying before, like. Even if you didn't have any upgrades, as long as you were good enough or, you know, you and your kitchen staff were fast enough, you could make it to day 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whereas other games that are like roguelike, 
it is very dependent on multiple runs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you have it. I hate the ones where people say like, "Oh well, you've got to do a few rounds first before it really gets good." I'm like, really? Because that doesn't seem like a fun game to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's very much along the lines of when people say, "Oh, the first season is kind of kind of dry," and I go, "Then why would I watch it?" Yeah. Um, I'll just skip to the second season. Thank you. Right. Uh, then and then they go, well, then it doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, then maybe they shouldn't have made it dry. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you you know, my my yes. um, thing of like, you know, if it's a 30 minute show, I give it 15 minutes. If it doesn't hook me in 15 minutes, I'm done. If it's a hour show, I give it 30 minutes. And if it's like a two hour movie, I usually give it about an hour. Right. You give it a chance. I give it a chance. If you don't hook me within about 50 percent. Sometimes a little lower. As it gets longer, it's lower. <laughs> um, but yeah, about fifty percent. If you don't hook me by then, I'm done, and I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not coming back to it. That happened with Game of Thrones. That happened with um, Stranger Things, Squid Games. There's a few movie and shows that it's happened with, where people are like, "Oh, it's great." Uh, the Office. They're like, "It's great. It's funny. You just need to get through." I'm like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to just get through because then that's not enjoyable." <laughs> Well, right, you don't want to waste your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to make sure that it's well. Um, oh, what's the best way to put it? You want to make sure that your time is. You just don't want to feel it's wasted. <laughs> yeah, well used. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to feel like okay, I spent this first half of the season just slogging through it and disliking it, and it's it. It almost feels honestly. It almost feels like when people say that, I get the. Uh yeah, well, the first season is kind of dry, but sexy second season is where it picks up, and I'm like, does it pick up, or is it just not as dry as the first season? That's like possibility. Did they make that first season crappy just so that the second season would seem better? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is just you know first season jitters where you're trying to feel out all the characters and the the themes and everything and the second third seasons are where like okay this is really good now right uh, and in in that case usually when i recommend like a show that is similar to that i will say just skip that first season maybe read up an article about it or like some cliff notes on youtube or something just but so you're not behind at, yeah right but start at the good season you see, that's what that's what I would say about like Umbrella Academy. The first season of Undre- Umbrella Academy was not great. Uh, it, yeah, it, it took a little to get me into it. Right. But by the time they reach the end of that first season and into the second season, it's like, yeah, okay, now I'm invested. And right. I feel like if it had that same energy from the start, uh, you know, it, it definitely would have hooked right so well, that's you know that's with umbrella those... academy it's like okay well let's why don't you start you know a couple episodes in <laughs> well that's one of those like said like De- like des started watching it and um then when she was in like season nearing the end like the last two episodes three episodes of season one is when i was starting to watch it and then she's like oh we'll, we'll watch it from the beginning and I'm like, okay. So I started watching it from the beginning with her, and I'm like, Ugh, yeah. If I had watched it from the beginning, I wouldn't. I would have been done with it, and then uh, because it's it's dry, and I actually ended up not really paying a whole lot of attention up until I got to the same part where I was. 
when right. I started watching because <laughs> it's like it's it's just dry. I mean, <laughs> it was a slog. I I didn't want to be there in pain, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, and and that's the thing is like you know I get like my little thing there. I do miss out on a lot of content because of it, but it's also like. If it's not enjoyable for me, it's not enjoyable for me. And I'm allowed to not enjoy it. Right. Um, but other words, that was another weird little tangent. But uh <laughs> other than that, I've been playing heavily into construction simulator. Um Yeah, we were doing a few um co-op things also. Yeah. Which we found out that co-op is okay. Um, but could it be would better. be a lot more. It could be better. Um, and to do that, I would suggest if you do play construct, anyone else out there is playing construction simulator and you want to play it with a friend, I would suggest you finish one of the campaign stories so that you the, get a second foreman. Right. So you could have two jobs going at the same time rather than have, basically having your co-op partner take turns. Right. Because yeah, there's a lot of like I'd be in the crane and I'm moving stuff and you're just kind of sitting there waiting, waiting. Yep. Then all right, you go <laughs> into the the concrete machine which you super love. Uh <laughs> a regular cement mixer fine. That stupid machine with the <laughs> giant arm boom arm with uh you know shooting concrete down a long pipe. The only reason it's terrible is because the controls are god awful <laughs> they're not they're not the way that you would think is is the thing you, you would control you're controlling it with like individual sections of the booms right. but it doesn't work the way that you would think it would work so it gets kind of like oh i want to move it to the left or it's not really left and right that's not a bad but it's the forward and back to move it forward and back you have to like both use both joysticks. One is lifting one section and the other one is dropping the other section. And then you also have to go to the right with the right joystick, which is pushing one out. So it's like, it's not like how it would be in real life. Right. But I also don't know without having a third joystick, how it could, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I could see them fixing it where it's based on where you're looking or something, but. But then it would be the only one that's like that. Well, they could all be fixed that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I just got used to the other way. Well, you got used to the wrong way. <laughs> I got used to the broken way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 so much fun. I mean, I find it fun because it's I just can go in and and just build or mess with something like right now I'm building a hydro electric plant. I think it's a hydroelectric plant. Um, and I'm digging so a hole. Basically a dam? Uh, yes. I mean, I, basically, that's what a hydroelectric plant is. <laughs> this is a dam. <laughs> so wait, um, how big of a hole are you making? <laughs> uh, well, so it's, I think, I don't know what it's for, but it looks like it's more for like a, uh, like a reservoir and not like the back end of the dam. Because <laughs> it's so not... It just looks huh. like it's a, a rather, almost like a large swimming pool. Okay. But I haven't finished it yet. I'm only 63% done digging because it's a lot of dirt. <laughs> well then. Also, uh, tip for anyone playing it, uh, dig the dirt out, put it in a uh, dump truck and sell it. 
because it's only like five thousand every full, but it's it's five thousand dollars. <laughs> it <laughs> like, adds up quickly. It does add up quickly, especially like the job that I'm on. I'm only sixty three percent done, but I've made just out of selling the dirt. I've made let's see almost five hundred thousand. Good grief! So it's worth it. Other than that, um, I've been playing uh, the same game that you've been playing on this one. So this is kind of our like uh, Venn diagram overlap here. <laughs> is uh, grounded? Yes, that is oddly an oddly satisfying game. It's one of those games that I can play for a little bit, but I do end up getting bored. I don't say bored. I do end up getting like, now what do I do? I think that is an issue. Um, it is, I think it is less so when you're playing co-op. Uh, when you're yes. by yourself and you're planning to play co-op, then it's like, okay, well, I don't want to continue the story or find these items without the co-op uh, partners in here because then they don't get it. Uh, or it doesn't pop up for them. They just they get don't get the like after, the video. Yeah, exactly. Effect. Yeah. So it's like, do I wait? Yeah, I guess I'll wait and build up like our base or something. But you can only do that for so long. Yeah. But when you are playing together, uh, it's fun. I, I really like it. Yeah. And uh, Jenny seemed to really like it, too. She was playing for a pretty good while. Yeah. Uh, poor Keegan. He, he was enjoying <laughs> it until his computer kept crapping out on him for Which, some reason. I have no idea. But what I did end up doing was I did change the firewall setting to allow it in the public and private space. And oh. that seemed to fix it, which makes no sense to me. Okay. Um, because it's not like it was on a public <coughs> network. The private network was checked, but I added public network. Okay. And it it didn't crash after I had made that change. Well, we're going to have to play again with the kids and see... Um... If that was a lasting change, see if it fixed it totally. Theoretically, it should. Because, yeah, that last, what, hour that you guys were playing, he, he didn't cra- his didn't crash at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, so something about that. And I, I guess, I don't know. Like I said, that, the network is a private network, so it's not like it was on a public network. I don't know if maybe the firewall was overreaching and shutting it down. That's, I don't know. That That is a little strange. But, I mean, the... The game itself, the loop is enjoyable. <laughs> it's satisfying so, enough, yeah. Yeah, you go out there, kill some bugs, you find some items, you head back to base, you sleep, <laughs> and you repeat. Yep. I uh, do I do feel that it takes a while to get going. It um, does take a little bit like to especially if you're playing with bugs attacking and aggression yes because it's just that like you you feel like you don't want to go anywhere aside from your base but you have to go out to get stuff but if you go out there is too easily of a chance of you being attacked and killed yes especially early on Uh, the the toughest enemy you'll fight that you could possibly beat is like the red soldier ants yeah. And they do a lot of damage still, even if you have a shield and everything. But if you meet up with like a uh, a bombardier or let's say a spider. Yeah. Good luck. You have to have a you have to have good equipment to be able to survive. And to have good equipment, you've got to beat a few of those bugs. 
Yep. So playing me, just me and you or by myself with um, the the um, the enemies basically turned on. It, you know, it was fun, but it took a while when playing with uh, Genevieve and Keegan, they wanted a more relaxed setting. So, yes. you know, we turned the uh, the combat off. And <laughs> even if you attack the bugs, they just sit there and take it and then die. <laughs> yep. Or they'll walk away. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, uh, when uh, Genevieve was done playing and Maris wanted to play. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> so Maris, was, Maris got on there and she was running around and Ed. You should, you should preface <laughs> this with what her take on bugs is. Oh, she doesn't like bugs. <laughs> They're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so she wanted to play the game that her brother and sister were playing. Yes. Not realizing that. It was with bugs. Well, and we both said it. You know, there's bugs in the game. And she goes, ew, I don't like bugs. I'm like, yeah, but there's bugs in the game. Like, the game has bugs. <clears throat> and she just ignored Daddy and Uncle Ed because that's what she does. <laughs> and then she turns around, like, following Ed. And you went, like, around a corner or something to attack the spider. And the spider came around the corner. And she went, Aah! Yeah, she was like, no, no, I don't like bugs. <laughs> She's like back up. She's doing that backup running away. And I'm like, honey, this one won't attack. It won't attack. It won't hurt you. And I finally got it because you were you were hitting it in its thorax. Uh-huh. And I kept telling her, I was like, oh look, Uncle Ed's hitting it in, in the butt. Go hit go hit the spider butt. So she oh. walked over to do it. And as soon as she was getting ready to hit it, it turns around to run because it does like its path, pathing. And it turned around and she was like right up on it and she freaked. Yes, I remember that scream. <laughs> Just spider eyes in her face. And she's like, <laughs> and then she was like, I'm done. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was funny. Oh, uh, but the. The, I, I really like uh, the combat in that game even is, is not too terribly bad. It's not, uh, yeah. I do find, like I said, it takes a while to get going. So like the weapons that you initially get are, it's just like a slow crawl. Uh, once I was able to get a weapon with a status effect on it, uh, things started to get a little easier and I was actually able to defeat one of the red ant soldiers on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it, I just feel like that game needs a, a faster ramp up. Uh, once we turned the damage off or the enemies off, I was going through and collecting the stuff that we hadn't gotten yet so that we could make like better armor and weapons so that mm -hmm. when we do go find these next sets of uh, science labs, uh, with the uh, enemies turned on, we actually stand a chance. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw when we were playing, but there are like four or five more science labs around the yard, and they're in some interesting places. So it'll be neat to go and uh, explore some of those. Like there's this giant koi pond, and there's a science lab under the water. <laughs> and yes, we had the damage turned off, and I decided to hop into the water and check out the koi. Uh, one, koi doesn't take any damage. <laughs> of course but, not. Um, I do not know if he will eat you. He may. He also is missing an eye. Oh. 
Okay. But yeah, it's a giant koi fish. So, well, I guess, yeah, because we didn't, you weren't playing with, you wouldn't know if it'd eat you. Huh. Yeah, there's, um, that, for being just a little backyard, <laughs> there's, um, a lot to that map. There is, like, because like, I got up on, um, up on top of something, uh, and just kind of looked around, and it's not a huge map. Well, relatively so to other, you know, open world games. It's not a huge map, but it definitely feels huge. It feels big. Yeah. And yeah, when you get up there, that's that's one of the really neat things is when you get up high and look down onto your your world, uh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> like the way the light comes in and like the the focal uh blur is uh being applied. It it looks really nice. And I'm yes. playing on the Series X. Um, so yeah, obviously it's as as good as it can be on a Series X. And yep. it looks it's stunning. <laughs> I like it. it. It's just a really nice, um it, really nice and comforting uh look to it. Even though you're tiny and there's a lot of dirt and bugs. I guess uh, that's another thing about it, is the um the the style of the game is really interesting. Where, you know, you're shrunken down, so everything's got to be made to scale. And all the equipment and items, they're like bug or grass or rock themed. And it just, it's neat. Like, you're taking the tops of acorns and making them into like a loom. <laughs> right. It's it's just a neat design uh, ethic uh, to go with it. It's it's a nice, yeah, it's a it's. It's a neat aesthetic. I like it. Um, and it obviously fits. And it just it just gives me like, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that is obviously where they're going with this. Um, I mean, the story, I, I haven't paid too much attention to the story. Um, so it seems like they're going to dole, dole out more story with each lab you find. Because yeah. after me and Genevieve finished, um, well, and Keegan too, uh, finished the one lab. And then we went to the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a cutscene that played. Oh, <laughs> like we went and sleep slept, and then a cutscene played. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I guess they'll slowly dole out even like just more cutscenes and like things like that as you play through the game, which is really neat. Hmm. You're not just getting it through like uh, cassette tapes and you know, yeah, it's not docs just like a lore, like yeah like a destiny doc dump yeah which i I like destiny as a game but man i couldn't get with that lore i mean the lore if they put it in the game i think it'd be different you know if if the <laughs> if instead of having the cassette tapes in this game and like the uh manila folders and such but they they showed you a picture of an item and then said, hey, go to this website and read up on the story. I would be less enthused That's yeah. to say that Destiny should have included its story in the game and not on an outside website. <laughs> Grimoire cards are terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, this is why I'm thankful for My Name is Bife. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and he, you know. Just that sort of, I guess you could say, YouTuber, uh, you know, where like, uh, my name is Bife or Vadi Vidi, Vidi Vadi. I I always forget which way it goes. Uh, 
for the Souls stuff. Uh, very entertaining, taking the story of a game that barely tells you its story. Yeah. It, it tries to actually give it to you. Yeah. Well, other than the, the grounded game, I have been playing a few other things. Um, I've been playing some of the new Jackbox Party Pack 9, which uh, releases actually probably tomorrow if I have to go double check the embargo and everything. So I'm not going to say much about it or give my impressions, but know that it's out this week <laughs> and I've played it. And I think you guys should too. How about that? <laughs> um, let's see. The what else did I play? Oh yeah, I played um Autonauts vs. Pirate Bots. I've been playing this one for a little while, coming back and forth to it. If you've never played the first Autonauts game, it is basically resource management and base building, kind of like, you know, a, a StarCraft or something. And the difference here is that there is automated robots. Right. So you are actually programming these robots to do these tasks. Uh, the easiest way to describe it is you go up to a robot, you click on them, you hit record, and then they will follow exactly what you do. So if you move to a tree in their programming, it's going to say, go to nearest tree. And then you chop down the tree. It'll say in their programming, then chop down tree. And then you pick it up. It'll say, then pick up. And you take it to whatever, whatever. You know, it's following your actions. And then after you're done, you can close the loop and it'll just constantly do that till the end of time. Uh, the, the neat thing is that it is in a visual uh, programming language. Uh, kind of like, uh, what is that? What the, the one Keegan does? Um, Scratch. It's kind of like yes. Scratch, where, you know, instead of writing the code out in, like, text, like, notepad, these are actual, like, icons and blocks and, right. like, you know, it, it's a visual representation of the different statements. So, you know, it, I know very little programming, but having that be visual really helps me understand, like, the the structure that i'm giving to these little robots <laughs> that's not to say that there isn't some confusion on my end when it comes to <laughs> trying to get them to do what i want them to do and i think part of that has to do with how the game uh how the game use utilizes things like if then statements so uh in my review which will be coming out shortly uh i do make mention of the fact that i really wish with including in their tutorials that they would have done something where they also kind of tell you like how these statements uh or what these statements mean in the context of this game right because if you because yeah we had a problem with an if then if then statement which didn't work in the way that an if then statement typically worked or right what we believed it how it should work yeah yeah, because we were doing something like, okay, well, if this is full, then move to the next item. If that item's full, repeat. Right. But he kept getting caught up on the first one, where it's like, well, if this is not full, I don't know what to do. But you do know what to do because it's in your programming. So it, it turned out to be it's just the way that it was ordered 
in the game, which right. is not how you would think it would be. So, you know, it, that's something I kind of wish that they would have, you know, in the tutorial sections, would have at least um, kind of gone over some more. Now, what makes Autonauts vs. Pirate Knots different than the original Autonauts is that there is combat in this one, where on the the world that you land on, it's randomly generated, so it's going to yeah. be different each time. Uh, there are different like uh, bases where these pirate bots are at, and it is your job to get rid of them. So not only do you have to uh, mine the uh, materials to send back to earn money and, you know, basically create a thriving automated little society (laughs) right there, Uh, you have to raise up an army so that you can go take out these pirate bots so that the Autonauts can be all peaceful. And the combat is, uh, it's not terribly difficult. It is very much the same, in the same vein of programming. You you guide them and tell them, oh, they, this is your enemy. This is what you need to do when you find your enemy. And you locate your enemies where this flag is located. And that's pretty much it. You go place down the flag, send your people out to fight, and they right, go and, and fight. Yeah. But overall, for a resource management game, or like a builder, if you want to call it that, uh, it's it's fun and it's enjoyable. If you can get past the the frustration that can come from doing programming language, you can have a lot of fun with it. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to really get into that. I haven't really played it a whole lot. Uh, you know, it's it seemed fun when you I was watching you play it. So yeah. I have to try it out. Um, and I never, I never played the first one. Yeah, the first one was, it's very light on the, I guess you could say like the the, the fighting type mechanics because I don't, I don't, I don't remember there being any sort of combat. It is mostly just program your bots to make like an automated little system. That's all it was. Uh, and then, you know, it's just, what, what did I say in my review? I said, I had mentioned... It is one of those games where after a while of playing, even when you're not playing, you're thinking about how you can make your your workflow better. So it's like, okay, well, I know I've got these guys doing the chopping and the digging. Well, what if I did this instead? And maybe that guy did two jobs at once. Or maybe if I split them up and make a third guy. So you're constantly always thinking of a way to make your, you know, your setup more efficient. And I think that's a that is a good sign of a good one of those um, management games, right? Now, on top of the Autonauts and Pirates, Pirate Bots, I've also been playing more of Disney Dreamlight, which is you know said it to I'm blue in the face, but I'm I really like Disney Dreamlight. It's a good version of Animal Crossing where it doesn't penalize you for playing a lot. Uh, I am looking forward to, what is it, Thursday, I guess? They are releasing Scar, so it's another character. And then next month, they're going to add the uh, Toy Story uh, expansion. So I am excited to have more to do with that game. Yes, I, I have not maxed out everything yet, but I'm close to it. But I've, uh, I've reached max 
level with I think four or five characters at this point. So I'm I'm getting there, but yeah, I'm definitely not anywhere close. Well, now speaking of upcoming things. <laughs> yes, upcoming things. Let's uh let's dive into the topic for this week. Uh I figure, you know, we're getting closer to the end of the year. So, what's a good way what's 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 a good way to um no, no, you know what? What is a good topic? Yeah, that's that's what I want to say. What is a good <laughs> topic to to discuss? And I think we should probably talk a little bit about the upcoming games that we're excited for for the rest of 2022 at least. Um I mean the 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 one closest to release and something that we're both kind of excited to tackle is uh the new Batman game, Gotham Knight. Well, Bat Family game. <laughs> Cause it, technically Batman is quote unquote dead, according to the story. So you're playing as the Bat Family. Bat Girl, <laughs> Robin, uh Red Hood, and Nightwing. Yes. So It'll be it'll be fun to see um, where that one goes, uh, mainly because it's got co-op and Batman combat with co-op seems like uh, it'll be fun. Yes, I'm super excited for it. I. I don't know. I'm just I like I like that. See uh, that that game series Arkham stuff. Um, I'm hoping that it's similar enough in the fight style. I think that's the main reason why I like the Arkham games just because the fighting the the type of fighting it was the that uh, the Spider Man kind of mimicked, um, right? Although I think I prefer how they do it in Spider Man over Batman, but it's basically the same. It, it's such it's minor tweaks, and it, and that mean yeah, the Batman games were how many years before the Spider Man game, <laughs> right? Right. So <clears throat> it kind of pioneered that fighting style, so it progressed, and then Spider Man the Spider Man games kind of took it over and made it a little better. Uh, I think it. I, I hope it. I hope that it's going to be very similar. Um, it looks to be that way. I mean, yes, there's all this controversy about it being 30 frames on, a uh, maxed out 30 frames on the console. Um, Which is silly. Although, I mean, look at hey the guys, PC specs. The PC specs are kind of oddly high also. It's yeah. just... I, 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 don't, I don't get why developers are trying to drag everybody kicking and screaming back into the 30 frames per second camp right when the consoles can handle 60 right i mean i i get i get it to a point yes you if you put too much in there graphically fidelity wise or even extras wise it will may require you to play it at 30 then remove that other stuff <laughs> right yeah. i mean i want to play the game at 60 and that should be a standard sorry yeah. 60 frames per second should be the standard if it's not running at 60 then the game is not done yeah like i still feel like and i am in no way a developer or anything but i would like to imagine that in their design docs when they're playing the game that 60 frames per second is like the first bullet point it should be <laughs> certainly now, ideally, I would like to hear that this is how their workflow goes. Okay, let's design the game, get it to 60 frames per second. Keep adding things until we dip below 60. Then that's where we know to stop. Right. Now, obviously, that's not how that works to, right. you know, development-wise. But, you know, that, that, that basic principle of where do you 
once once your game once the game at its you know peak load per se dips below 60 a steady 60 okay now we need to take a step back so that way we are consistently at 60 and this is now you know our graphical level level or this is the, the right. fidelity that we can put out like 60 start should be the target here <laughs> yeah exactly start optimizing here 60 should be the standard um because i mean i don't there's not a huge difference graphically between things anymore unless you're talking about ray tracing and honestly i mean ray tracing it's amazing yeah great but you don't see a huge difference i mean you really don't <laughs> unless there's a lot of like lighting effects well yeah i mean also if you're moving around constantly and it's like a faster paced game more often than that you're not paying attention to what's around you you're paying attention yeah. in the little like four by four window in front of you that yeah the, your eye is focused on the 15 percent of the game <laughs> yeah of the screen i mean yeah I, th I think there's too much there's still too much pressure on developers that they need to have a uh graphically it yeah, I think um, it's too much to be like it needs to look stunning. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't play okay. It doesn't play you know. It doesn't play smoothly. Who cares? It looks great in still show, uh, still photos. Yeah, or in short bursts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm excited for it. I really don't mind all that much that it's 30 frames realistically. If if they're if they're using that extra 30 frames to produce a more more stunning quality visual quality i still would rather it be though 60 frames and bring back that graphical quality a little sure. bit sure you know what if they're going to do 30 frames why not just pare it down to 24 and give it the make full it cinematic, cinematic. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> actually now that i think about it i don't know of any games uh that have had a 24 frame a cinematic look when playing the game i wonder no, if that's actually that's point. i wonder if that plays poorly i don't know i've never i don't yeah i don't think i'm with you i don't think i've ever seen a 24 um cinematic um game yeah i well, wonder if maybe from... it's specific to uh it's not fast enough like it's well, good enough to... for film but not necessarily for a you know, re reaction. You I have know to mean? imagine it, it has to do with um, timing. And like in input timing. Yeah, like the delay and everything. Like, obviously between a 30 and a 60 game, your your input is not all that much different feeling, but it looks like the, when you see it and when you move your joystick, uh, that sense of feeling that there's that instant control is mm -hmm. different than when you're playing a game that's at 30. Right. Now going from one game that is uh all about the high-end graphics and <laughs> locking everything at 30 to a game that tries to run as smooth as it can on a hard piece of hardware that is way underpowered uh Pokemon Violet and a Scarlet coming up. I am super excited to hop into those, mainly because it's going to be Arceus 
just with the modern mainline Pokemon game. Uh, okay, well, it's going to be a mix. Uh, it's not exactly Arceus. Well, no, it's the open world thing. It's the open that's when world. I, that's when I, Arceus, when I yeah. say Arceus, that's what I mean. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going open world, you're catching monsters in the open world. It's not like the older games where you have to run through bushes until you right. randomly encounter somebody. Yeah, the intent looks like it's, um, you, you'll see the Pokemon in the world versus. Right. It, it's yeah. not going to have the Arceus uh, capture com, uh, uh, capture mechanic. Right. It, you still have to battle the Pokemon. Which is fine. It's a mainline game. I'm okay with it. That's where it came from. It, you know, if you have a complaint about that, then you don't really like the mainline games. <laughs> right? You know I what I mean? That, that's how I, I kind of see it. It's like, you know, if you do have a complaint about it, okay, but that just means that you don't really like the mainline games. And, and that's, that's fine. You know, you don't have to like them. But, you know, don't don't say it's bad because it's not <laughs> what you want you know <laughs> no i think any any sort of negative reactions i've seen come in, out of any of these um trailers and videos and everything has more to do with the way the game looks um graphically and that's partly because of the switch is underpowered but at the same time i don't think game freak is quite as talented in that department as some of Nintendo's other internal teams. Mm -hmm. Like, if you were to compare the last few open-world Pokemon games to a, I don't know, something like a Monster Hunter, or, like, I guess even like a Xenogears or something, that is, it has an open world to it. Uh, visually, the other two games look way better than Pokemon does. Mm -hmm. Pokemon has the advantage of having a certain type of art style that works well with its uh, design. But just imagine if they put a little more effort <laughs> into <laughs> to making some of your the surrounding world just look better. Um, yes, you know. it, would be a, it would be great. But yes. this is the Pokemon Company, uh, Game Freak and Pokemon Company. Uh, I guess it's not Game Freak. It's the Pokemon Company we were talking about here, and it's... Uh, well, they Game are going Freak's to the developer. Pokemon Company it, is the IP owner. Okay, so is Game Freak still developing this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's still well, Game Freak. I, either way, it's those two companies that will, they basically are the epitome of the really smart kid in school that figured out that if I do really good on these two aspects of school, I don't have to do my homework and I'll still pass with like a high C, low B. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'm not going the extra mile, but I'm not doing bad. I'm doing what will pass. Uh-huh. And not just like pass, because there are a lot, there are a lot of uh, developers and whatnot that will do just enough to pass. And it's mm -hmm. acceptable. This is more of a I'm doing I'm doing enough in that it's a decent it's a solid game. But it's just not what it could be. Right. Or what it should be. So, I mean, that is also um, one that I'm excited for. I'm going to get Violet. I like the um, the futuristic motorcycle Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I'm still not sure how I feel about those. <laughs> they, look, they look so weird. I mean, they do look weird, yes. Um, also, strange that 
the red one. So the the violet is like this futuristic motorcycle like uh feel to it. it that's what it mm-hmm. looks like. And the red one has more of like a uh modern day or older motorcycle feel to it. Except it runs. It doesn't roll, it runs. The the future one rolls and then I think it they both have like some sort of like air mode or something like that. But they have what looks like wheels designed into their body and the future one rolls or flies or hovers whatever it is but the red one which has again has these wheels Mm -hmm. runs on all four legs it just makes no sense to me but uh it It doesn't matter because the the violet one looks cooler anyway (laughs) (laughs) and that is um next month i think november november yep it's uh it's close to Des's birthday. <laughs> uh, also in November, I'm looking forward to Sonic Frontiers. Now, I have been keeping as turning as blind of an eye as I can to any coverage on this game because I want I want, I'm hopeful for it to actually be good. <laughs> it is an open world <laughs> Sonic game that. Hopefully they've taken their lessons, their their hits to the noggin, um, to like some of their older games, like uh, Sonic uh, Unleashed or Sonic Twenty Sixteen. Mm. You know, and they've learned their lesson. So <laughs> you would hope. I would hope, but it'll be. I, I'm just excited to see where this um, franchise goes with this uh, this setup. And I have seen screenshots and some of the game in motion, and it looks good. It's Sonic and Unreal, I believe. So, you know, it it looks good. So we'll just see um, see what what comes of it when it comes out. Um, God of War Ragnarok is also on its way, and is that yes! this month or is that next month? That is next month, the, the first week of next month, right? I don't know the release date, but it is inching I forward. I think it's the ninth. Give me a moment here. And on Gamefly, it says 11-9. Okay, there you go. So pretty much the first week. Yeah. Um, I still need to finish the the other one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it. I like the God of War series, and I like the character and the story and I'm not so big on the the uh, the Viking mythology, the Norse stuff. No, it's fine. I mean, I think uh, it got a little played out because everybody and their uncle was starting to do Norse mythology, everything. Uh, so you know, I'm ready to move on to a different set. Can we go <laughs> back to like Greek gods? Maybe <laughs> I like those. Uh, but I'm I'm excited to see where the story goes mainly because the god of war story is it's usually pretty entertaining i i enjoyed it i thought it was very entertaining and um it was a good it, it wasn't like a twist twist but it was it got me far enough in a fame where i went oh i get it now like so they i think they did a, a good job on it yeah 
So I am uh, excited to to have that one come out and get it only to not play it for a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as soon as I get it, that's going to be that's going to be what I'm playing. Um, that'll be my weekends. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, last thing that I have that I'm excited to, uh, to, to get my hands on is the new need for speed, uh, is coming out in December need for speed unbound. What I'm not excited about is that you can tell from all of the marketing material and the trailers and everything that they are reaching out to the need for speed underground, um, uh, fans out there. It is mm. it is very much the underground tuning culture type of game. What I'm excited for though is the style that they've got going on in this game. Like they're it's it's not like these 3D characters that are supposed to represent like, you know, uh kind of realism and it's not going to be full motion video or anything. They they're going with this like anime like street art aesthetic that it it's really neat for the characters it it almost feels like they're trying to do automotive auto model modelist modelista modelista that's one of those games i've always just seen in my head and never actually pronounced out loud i think it was a capcom game it's basically um using uh oh shoot what do you call it now? The that art style with the thick lines and everything, uh, like borderland, borderland, borderlands using wow, <laughs> borderlands, right? I can't speak worth a lick. Um, but yeah, it, it auto metalista um used that sort of same art style to it to give it that comic book and like cartoon uh vibe, and under uh, underground, unbound here is kind of going with something similar but not so much with the the car models or anything the car models and the world around you still looks like a modern need for speed game just in a city in the evening and at night you know so it is very much that underground aspect but it has these what's it sounds like they're talking about as like power-ups and they they give off this like street tag motif uh, for doing different things while you're driving. Like when you're drifting, uh, smoke is not just regular smoke, but it looks like someone had spray painted it onto the wall and it's just uh, like an animated uh, GIF or something. And you, there are points where like you see the car flying through the air and like these angel wings pop out on the back that look like they were, you know, spray painted on. And it's a really cool like uh, style that they're going for. This game looks like it has style. Uh, right. I'm just not big on the tutor culture. That's, that's the only thing that's like, you know, dissuading me from really wanting to enjoy this game. Right. But I, mean, I want to get my hands on it own, and see if yeah. it plays well. Cause that would, that would mean that would bode well for other games, not possibly in that, that type of tuner culture. Like well, if the I would game like itself to see them go well, back. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see them go back to kind of the original formula of uh, high-powered 
exotic and sports cars outrunning the cops. <laughs> I feel like that's all you need for a good Need for Speed game. It doesn't. If you have a story, great, but it doesn't need all this tuning. It doesn't need customization. I mean, if you want to change colors and everything, fine. <laughs> if you want to add some parts here and there, I don't see much wrong with that. But I felt like Need for Speed Heat was a good in-between. Um, it's still a little too focused on street, uh, street racing, like street culture, uh, and not enough on the high and high stakes sort of um, feel. But it was a good in-between from your classic Need for Speed and something like your more underground and tuning uh, Need for Speed. So I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see where Unbound goes and if it plays well. It is Criterion who's taken the helm again. Ghost Games has, if I remember right, has disbanded. And EA has folded them back into different studios within the EA umbrella. So Criterion knows how to make a racing game. That's for sure. Uh, I think the, oh, shoot. I don't know which team from Codemasters might be helping on this. But since EA now owns Codemasters, uh, it'll be interesting to see, <laughs> if anything, what what the, what they add to the series. Well, hopefully it's good. <laughs> but um, that's like really all that I've, uh i've got is there any other games that you're excited for uh no we've actually covered everything that i'm excited for gotham knights pokemon and god of war all right well let's uh let's let's call this a, a wrap let's call it think, a podcast call it a podcast all right well uh thank you for joining us today if you haven't yet subscribe to the .exe podcast did you enjoy today's discussion? Let us know. Send us your comments, questions, topics, and corrections to .exe at savingcontent.com. Or you can leave a comment to Saving Content on Twitter and Facebook. Saving Content is also on YouTube. So subscribe for video previews, reviews, trailers, and original content like this here .exe podcast. Are you looking for more gaming discussions, though? then check out the Saving Content Quick Save Podcast with Evan and Scott. Uh, it's been a while since they've recorded something, so it gives you enough time to catch up on older episodes, and they've got a lot of good stuff out there. Hey, go listen to like the, um, the bracket ones. Those were really fun. Uh, maybe they're more fun because yours truly submitted the brackets, but still, they are fun to listen to. Remember to also visit savingcontent.com for the latest news and reviews. Uh, let's see the most recent stuff. Uh, hmm. Let me go back here a little bit. We have, let's see, Scott reviewed Trail Out, and he did one for Dakar Desert Rally. I think that's how you pronounce it. Dakar? Dakar? Is it Dar I thought it was Darkar. Uh, there's no R. It's D. -A -K -A -R. There's no R. There? Okay. Yeah. Okay, the maze Dakar. It's a very famous uh, desert rally. <laughs> Obviously not not famous enough for us. <laughs> uh, he also reviewed Chasm, the Rift. He did Wait, the... Wait, Chasm? Isn't that Chasm? Is it Chasm? Maybe it's Chasm. Man, he did two that we don't know how to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also just recently reviewed the Vulcan 2 Max 
Uh, it's a Rocat. That's the brand Rocat uh, keyboard. And I also reviewed Lego Brick Tales. So that one's up there for you to see. And then later on this week, like I said, you'll have uh, the Jackbox Party Pack 9 and Autobot, Autobots, Autonauts versus Pirate Bots <laughs> uh, to read. Uh, hey, I'd play that. With that, we've also done a few previews uh, since we've last been here. Let's see. There was... What was the last thing that's let's see the last thing scott did was gloomwood or gunner heat one of those uh yeah it was one of those gloomwood or gunner heat uh so he did early access preview with those uh marauders uh that's a recent one here i did with you uh disney dreamlight valley and he just recently that was uh, today if i remember right against the storm so there's a video out there for that one. Go give that a watch. And then speaking of videos, we did uh, do a couple that were just fun little videos. Uh, we played through Construction Simulator, did some played up. Yes. Um, we we got the Bakery Simulator uh, video out there. And we, we played through Yacht Mechanic Simulator. Uh, go give that one a watch and understand... Uh, Understand how we don't understand what a yacht is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, it makes no sense. It's a it boat. It doesn't. Like, it, you can't just change the definition of a boat when you're out in the... Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's relative to, like, what's what you're doing, but that's... Uh, yeah. yeah. Before we go, we only ask for one tiny favor, and that's a simple five-star review. Uh, you can even do those reviews right in your podcast app of choice. Now, finally, I don't forget to tell your friends about us here It'll help us grow, and we would really appreciate it. So I want to thank you for listening, and remember, kindness costs us nothing, but it means everything. Good night. Good night.